Hi, am I too loud? That's the thing, right? Your voice and my voice are completely different, which I know is surprising for you. But that well, was... you were telling me <laughs> the two human beings have got completely different voices. Yeah, completely. It's not the same. Yeah, which is lucky because people would just think, if they just thought your voice sounded like mine, right? Yeah. And they were listening to this podcast, they would think I've gone mental. <laughs> Where you're just talking to yourself. Yeah, yeah, but not just talking to myself. Properly arguing and hating the puns the one half of me comes up with. Yeah. Over there. Yeah, that one. Hmm. That's better. Here you go. Lovely. Right, let's start the podcast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 24 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my good friend Morgan Richards. It's me. This week's guests are the... How how can we describe them? Right. The danceable EDM dubstep drum and bass rock act. Medley... Yeah. That is Mode Step. Mode Step. Yes. Yes. Dubstep Masters. I love it. Um, yeah, they're our guests this week, and we speak with Pat and Josh from Mordstep. The, uh, originally a four-piece, now a two-piece. Yeah, well, they've been... And they've seen a lot of changes in the music industry, haven't yeah. they, in, in themselves and everything around them. Um, so we're going to get into, into all, of that. all of that, and then we're going to be talking about the rock world, the drum and bass, dubstep kind of world that they live in now, and everything else in between is going to be... Great insight into uh, yep. totally different worlds colliding. Pat talks about his time in the band's Rise to Remain mm. and Funeral for a Friend as yes. well. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting chat. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really good. So, it's very insightful to hear from like a different musical world in a way as well. Yeah, well, they're our first guests who of that kind of music genre, really, aren't yeah, they? So, definitely. yeah, they, they open up into all that, explain everything and... Yeah, just let us know what it's like yes. being in that world. Absolutely fascinating. Um, yeah, so, yeah, keep listening for Mode Step. But before we get into Mode Step, what are we doing, Morg? News. <laughs> well, That's we ha- the theme now. <laughs> news. <laughs> well, we haven't got a fancy news jingle. Maybe we need to make that. Oh, if anybody's listening to this wants to make us a news jingle, make us a news jingling. Yeah. Sample news. <laughs> yeah, okay. Don't use that bit. No, make just, it own there. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, things in the news. Yes. Um, new music. Uh, the person we love to mention on this podcast, Tom DeLong. 
Yep. Brought out a new song with Angels and Airways. Oh, is he? Called Rebel Girl. Nice. Um, is it any good? It's more? very good. I enjoyed it. Is I've it more? Li- I've been listening to it last week. It's, uh, is it though? It's up my street. So. Is it though? Well, it might be up your street, but it, is it any good though? I think so. All right. Well, I'll give it a listen. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ilan Rubin's in our band, isn't he? Yes. Former drummer, drummer for Lost Prophets. Paramore. Paramore. Nine, Nine Inch Nails. Denver Harbour, which is his own band. Was Denver... Uh, the New Regime, he does a band where he is all of the members. What? He plays guitar, How? keyboards, drums, sings. There's a video of him doing all of that as well on um He's online. a very talented man. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have him on the podcast at some point. Cause that he would, would be, hate this. It would, blow, it would blow our minds, I think. A no, bit. he would hate this. Why? Because the time I spent with him, yeah. um, he didn't like music after 1983. And I didn't... I told him I didn't... Like any music before two thousand and one, okay. Any rock music before two thousand and one, uh, and yeah, we just didn't really get on. Ah, uh, but but it's still be nice to have him on. Yeah, he's drummed on some amazing records. Oh yeah, da- definitely, definitely. But um, yeah, we've stolen the light from Tom DeLonge. Yeah, anyway. but Tom, well, speaking of Tom DeLonge, he was in another band, wasn't he? Called no. Blink One Eighty Two. Was he? He was. Funny enough. All right. Yeah. Um, go on. Yeah. Well, they've released um i've i've tour, seen i know what you're about to say yeah. in the summer which is blew my mind a little bit because together it, at last blink 182 do you know what i am sick to the back teeth of emailing mark at blink 182.com to say when are you and little wayne little wayne mind i use his full title full name when are you and little wayne gonna do a song and a tour together, you absolute maniacs. Yeah, well, uh, Blink-182 and Lil Wayne will be uh, touring together in the United States of America <laughs> across the summer. And to announce this, they got together and recorded a version of What's My Age Again, but Lil Wayne rapping over the verse. Yep. And, yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. But I want to love it. I want to love it. I really want to love it. I like, separately, I like Lil Wayne. Yeah. I like Mark Opus. I like Travis Barker. I like Matt Skiba. Okay. Together, I heard that song, and I don't know. But the funniest thing is that the support for the tour is uh, former Sabbath Podcast guests, Neck Deep. Friends of the podcast. Fop. Friends oh. of the podcast, Neck Deep, you okay. mean. Okay, yes. What Sean said. Yeah, I um, saw that. So it kind of looks like that there was just like a pop punk party that Blink and Neck Deep were on, and then Lil Wing has just turned up. Gate crashed the party. Gate crashed the party and gone. A milli, a milli, a milli. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's just like they can't get rid of him, so he's on the tour. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, but um, I. Yeah, I bet he'd be furious. I know Little Wayne listens to this, and he'd be furious if you said, "I know." Oh, sorry. I, um, for one, love Little Wayne. I'd like. To, I'd like him to be on you. So would I. I'd like... Well, to be fair, if they did one of those shows in the UK, I'd be very much up for going. And I'd very much like to have all three of those bands on. Well, we've had... Bands? Lil John's not a band. Not it's not even Lil John. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm missing my Lil's up. Lil Wayne, man. Isn't it mad? Lil John, Lil Wayne. I've never thought of it. Just two plain names, like... <laughs> What's your rap name? Oh. John, and w- John Wayne. Lil Keith. John- <laughs> nice. John Wayne. I went, oh, is it a conspiracy? <laughs> We've oh, gone too far. We go. We've yeah. gone too far. We Alex Jones anyway, on, yeah. Pull, pull it back, Fuck. pull it back, pull it back, pull it back. Yep. Um, speaking of tours, though, oh, good. another tour I wanted to mention yep. um, that was announced this week was that Thrice and Refused oh, are co-headlining the UK 
all of my friends are in a WhatsApp group and they're all sorting out trips to go and watch really? this right now. I saw it and I was like, "What to get together? They're Thrice playing. They're playing a show. They're playing shows together. Yeah. I'm. I will be there. I'm gonna be. Yeah, Good. I'm gonna go. I might even go to Amsterdam, which is the third yeah? November, I believe. Yeah, Ooh. I might do. Um, Just for unbelievable. The, yeah, it's gonna be fabulous. It's gonna be. Um, we're just saying words. Yeah, I we're just, just saying really. It, I, the thing in my, you can hear my voice can't comprehend that that is happening. So, yeah. um, I'll be at one of those shows and I'll be the one who's um, jumping around like an old man who's lost his marbles. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Um, I got a bit of news, Mog. Have you? Friend of the podcast, Mark Andrews. What WWE superstar, Mark Andrews? Yes, and also bassist in the rock band Junior. Yes. Well, Junior have just announced that they have an album coming out in the summer called Beautiful Life. Ooh. It'll be their debut album. Yeah. Which means first mm. mug. I'm yeah, I, I knew. Cardiff, and you might not know oh, that. Right. Were you from Earth or what? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and uh, to celebrate the announcement, they've released a song called "Playing the Part." Which they've got a really cool video for on the YouTube. Funny enough, I was just listening to that before I arrived here. Were you? How yes. was it? I very much enjoyed it. I like it a lot I too. Like it so too, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So check that out and uh, congratulations to the chaps. Yes, I can't wait to hear the full record. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, while you're wrong about th- things to check out. Yes. Our social media is really cool to check out, oh, isn't it? Sean? Sometimes. It yeah. can be. It can it, be very exciting. It can be. Um, on Twitter and Instagram, go to at Sappeninpod, S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's both websites, Twitter and Instagram, at Sappeninpod, S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Yes, give us a follow and check out all of our content on there of exciting news. Consense. I'm trademarking that. Content yeah, and nonsense. Yes. Um, yeah. So check us out on there. Give us a, a cheeky follow and... A cheeky follow? <laughs> I, I winked. winked. I winked. You listen. winked. Who are you winking at? You're not even looking at me. <laughs> you follow us, so there's no point me winking at you. Yeah, but you're just winking <laughs> into the air, you creep. Who are you winking at? Ghosts. You perv. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> winking into the abyss. Oh, just putting a wink out there into the, abyss, to, <laughs> into, the <laughs> into the ether. Oh, I know. Oh, if uh, they can hear this wink now. What do you want about your maniac? <laughs> anyway, anyway, forget this pervert. If you've enjoyed any of the last 23, 24, it'll be 24 after this. We've done an whole day of content now. Some poor bugger could literally waste a day listening to us talk bollocks to people. Yeah, well, to be fair, some of our episodes are even longer than an hour. So we are. We, so we might even be already over it. Anyway, if you've enjoyed any of this um, nonsense, consense, please think about um, helping us out and supporting us by going to patreon.com forward slash sappening. Um, there's loads of different stuff on there that you can choose from. And yeah, lo- I, I won't go into it too much because I feel bad. Yeah. But what I will mention, that uh, always support does mean the hell of a lot to us. Oh, yeah. And the lowest tier actually gets you uh, into the Facebook community group, which is the top laugh, and everyone becomes great friends in there talking about the podcast and other just life things in general, and it's just mad. Oh, yeah, one of us made a uh, Twitter Instagram, right, uh, Twitter nah, for you and I don't want to get into this. My right. eyebrows right. now has uh, their own Twitter fan account, yeah. and... As I sound as excited as you can hear, why? Yeah, in a, anyway. 
<laughs> Maniacs, I love it. Oh, I love it. It's nice to see you getting bullied for change. Yeah, um, patreon.com forward slash sapnin and yeah, those different tiers and exclusive and goodies. I you said I wasn't gonna we were gonna go on about this. For supporting the podcast. Now, Sean, you can talk. Well that's it. That's not let's just go on the episode. Well, should we go into our fantastic guests this week in yes. mode step? Let's. Let's do that now. Okay. Sapnin! Sapnin! It's my dubstep noise. Oh, oh, dubstep producers, listen to this. Sample our noise, use it. Tell me about it. Thank you. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Sapnin! 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 Oh, nice! All went at the same time. Oh, fantastic, boys. Fantastic. Um, as you've all read, welcome to episode 24, Mog. Is it 24? Yes. Correct. Oh, good, good. Episode 24 of Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and my good friend Morgan Richards. As you've ov- obviously already read, our guests this week are the fantastic Josh and Pat from Mode Step. Sapnin, Sapnin. Sapnin. I love it. I love that. I love it when uh, people just take it on. And it's the honorary Welsh among us. You were definitely honorary Welsh, Pat. Once upon a time. Um, yeah, so Sapnin, then. What is, what's, what is what's news? Oh, oh, man. I just landed in, in, in the country. Yeah, I've been, been here for like two days. Uh, both moved to America. Yeah, that's true. Nice. We abandoned this. Uh, this yeah, the shit hole. I, I prefer the term "peepee soaked heck hole." Yeah. Alright, go yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. How's the states going for you? Are you enjoying it over there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just don't get ill. Yeah. Don't <laughs> avoid. No, he, no avoid it's not even a joke. That's yeah. the thing. It's not even a joke. Like it's, my missus um, cut a focus. finger the other day. She was like cutting some bread or something, and honestly, I didn't want to look at it. Not because of like the scare. Like I was scared about blood or anything, but if you get a stitch, it costs you 20 grand. Yeah. Like right. legit 20 grand. Like that's why everyone's home. The ambulance over. can cost 2,000. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We did, um, we did a tour with from first to last before and the bassist oh, yeah. was saying, uh, he was like 27 or 28 at the time. He was like, I don't know anybody who's ever phoned an ambulance. 
because he was American and he was like, I don't know any because it would cost two grand just to turn up. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, I don't know anyone who's ever or Uber's will cheaper. Ever. Yeah. yeah just, jump get, in Uber. yeah. just get yourself yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah, other than that, it's all right. It's pretty even much antibiotics. Like you say, you say yeah. things like uh, you can't avoid a viral infection because you're out in public and not everyone wears a mask or takes those kind of measures. So if one day you just like I caught strep, yeah. and I I didn't know what strep was, but you know this was what a month ago, and there was like bags of fluid at the back of my throat. It was like tonsillitis times 10. It's basically what happens when tonsillitis goes untreated. I just didn't notice because of all the flying and Crazy. You know, yeah, yeah, and like the antibiotics over there, t- they can be like a thousand bucks. So, just if you're someone that's prone to illness, you know, you got to budget another like solid amount of money. It's crazy, yeah. So I was looking into actual insurance, which pretty much every American has. They're all paying like six hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. for insurance. Standard, like four to eight is the kind of standard out of their wage wage packet. So if anyone here is like wanting to vote, fucking keep the NHS. Do you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Bun, yeah. bun those Tories, man. It's actually cheap for me to get on a plane use the NHS and go back to LA oh, yeah. what yeah. 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 yeah Norwegian yeah. Air will get you there for like 300 bucks yeah three four hundred pounds no three hundred dollars oh dollars oh wow dollars is the oh, cheapest wow, flight they do oh, I didn't even know so maybe like 220 pounds so yeah. that'll be a fifth of the no, like a quarter of the price of your course of antibodies that's mad to think that you can actually get on a plane come back and get treatment much much cheaper than just following an ambulance. Oh, yeah. That's what happens when the government doesn't regulate any yeah. of the prices on uh, pharmaceuticals. But apart from health things, everything <laughs> else is good, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, everything's great. Um, yeah, as far as music, well. as music goes, like, we moved over there because bass music in, in this country is kind of... Uh, how do we say fallen on its fucking ass? That's the that's what one way to describe it. I did see someone on the way down here um, with a slushy t-shirt. A slushy t-shirt. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, in London, that's amazing. You guys know who slushy is? No, no. Oh yeah. no, wait. He's Yo, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw EDM um, DJ. Did like. you do like a Fortnite event not long ago? Oh, he did. Yeah, like that? he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a slushy tea. Maybe EDM will come back in the UK. It feels like it is. Like it's a I weird thing. I really so don't it was know. like obviously when bass music first started, it was started here, and it was like drum and bass then evolved into dubstep, which then like was in underground clubs, really angry dark clubs, and then it's kind of now we were leading the way for a little while. I feel like it was it was born and bred here and, and now the americans was, ever since skrillex basically yeah, skrillex ever put since on, he put it on crack cocaine and just went yeah. stratosphere and yeah. now it's starting to leak back over here so all the american culture like headbanging and stuff which like oh, you yeah. would never do like showing up to a, a rave and like in like little pants and wearing like glow sticks and shit that would just never happen over here no. but but I, I say that that side of the culture might be a be slowly being adopted by the UK. It is, now. yeah. Yeah, is. I see a lot more like scantily clad women at festivals now in the on the UK and on streams. Not like I'm in the UK, but yeah. like wireless is getting hella more like park like all these little things that you'll see in Hyde Park and Victoria Park and stuff. They're full of like what I would dis- what I would describe as like the EDC raver kind of you know the neon hoops yeah. kind of like everything's fishnets, everything's nipple piercings and whatever. Like it's you know. mental, mate. You go to a festival and I'd say what like thirty percent of people aren't wearing any clothes Absolutely at all. Not. None. No, no, no. They're wearing tape. Tape, yeah. Like, yeah, you got like butt tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you You're not going to find that, that in H&M. It'll stretch from like your balloon knot to the front, but then like, and then two X's and that's that. And there's that's guys just walking around with socks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're true. just like, 
what is going on? Because we're used to going to like dark, grotty clubs and people getting really angry and aggressive to this or, kind or, of music. Or just sweaty and just, yeah. But it's not like that over there. It, it, it isn't at all. And I, and I think what's worth a mention is, is do you remember like corn shows? Do you remember yeah. like, let's talk about some staple rock acts that had their own yeah. set of fans, right? We're talking about the kind of the Mansons, even Biscuit, yeah. you know? But like, let's talk about corn for a second because that I feel ties in really well with the dubstep thing. Well, they did invent it. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I quote Jonathan Davis. <laughs> um, no, we love him. We no, love, no, love him off, man. About, no, about great, about great, 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 great band. Like, I owe a lot of my um, my my childhood to to Corn and their discography. Well, I think a lot of us wouldn't probably be where we are without new metal. And oh hell no! That backwards R, dude. That was too iconic. Genius, man. like absolutely. actually, the maddest moment of my life was uh, first time we ever played Rock and Ring. Um, looked to the side. Well. My brother was kind of looking at me, trying to get my attention to the side of the stage, and he's fucking standing there singing along to Sunlight at the side of the stage. Wow. Yeah, and I'm that's just like that's full circle okay. shit right there. Well, that's fucking terrifying. And then afterwards, he comes over. He's like, "Oh, I'm such a big fan of the band." I was like, "Well, I don't know why." And then he's like, <laughs> "You gotta come. We're about to play main stage. You wanna come and do our warm ups with us behind the stage?" I was like, "Oh, mate, what is my life? <laughs> I'm living a simulation." <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, and then we yeah, went and like did all that. But um, their demographic of fans being as weird as corn fans are, I feel like now this American wave that's kind of like interested in our music and like the heavy side of dubstep, I feel like those are the kind of fans. Yeah, the I feel like the Warp Tour dregs yep. have now gone, you know what, fuck that. I don't want to be in a dusty car park. I'm just going to go late at night with my gang to this thing. I'm going to grab a rail and I'm literally going to break it. And that's the new... Mosh bits are also a thing now. Headbanging. Very fashionable like, again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, you guys are probably the first EDM kind of dubstep band we've had on the podcast, but you both They're have a real... Sick. <laughs> that's a sapning first. <laughs> but you both have a real insight into the rock world as well. So oh, yeah. how was the really similarities and differences being for you? Um, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we started and... The only reason we really put guitars on it was more of a like, it was more of a visual. It was like, if we didn't have two guitarists on stage, people wouldn't necessarily think we were heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was kind of the reason we, we had guitarists. It was a stigma, yeah. Yeah, it was like, if you want to be on stage with, with heavy bands, you need guitars. But it didn't add to any of the heaviness. And this also maybe, without naming names, talk about bands that perhaps had a similar lineup but played other instruments that weren't guitars that maybe what tech one no 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 who what are you talking about who's that oh come on dude (laughs) 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 all right i'll give you a clue and it's a brand new rock what are you i don't know what you're saying all right the second clue yeah go on all right so new rock boots new rock boots is your first clue right your second clue is key tar Keytar. Oh, what pendulum? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Do you know what? I'm sorry, Rob. I love you. Oh yeah, no, you can't play a keytar. You can't. No, 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 no not in the new that. millennium. Yeah, no, 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 no. But, uh, but I'll be honest with you. Sonically, 
Keytar can be anything you want it to be. Absolutely. And it probably would sound but better. We but we were saying the visual thing is like yeah. going for a heavy sound sonically for people to look at your act and see maybe like three people or one person. People wouldn't believe that shit. Yeah. Could we have played Reading without guitarists on stage? Probably, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably download. Probably could not. we have reimagined the live act to, to, to have looked visually just as heavy? Probably. Maybe. But I think, um, yeah, so like putting guitars in it was more of a like... I wouldn't say strategy. It wasn't something we like thought of. Let's do that. But it oh, was you like, were low key grungers the whole time. Yeah, we love that kind of music. So we just we wanted to create the heaviness of that kind of music. Um, but like the guitars were such an afterthought in, mm-hmm. in the whole production side of things. Like we basically make the whole song and then just like throw some guitars just to have them. Yeah, just just to have yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even know where what the question yeah, was. Um, yeah, I met uh, I met. Uh, is it yeah Rob was it Rob from Pendron yeah yes yeah, Rob yeah the weirdest uh, meeting I've ever had in my life because that sounds like every meeting with Rob meet, yeah, yeah. was it a random yeah. meet or for music uh, no it was a random well I was friends with Gareth mm-hmm. so me, uh, we were in Australia and me and Gareth were going out and we got in a uh, lift with Rob and he was like, oh, this is Sean from um, The Blackout. And he literally turned me and was like, I don't know who you are. Yeah, that sounds like I've never heard of you. And I was like, oh, okay. Even though I know our management had been in touch with them about possibly them doing a remix for us. And he was like, oh, I've never heard of you. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, Rob's a strange guy. He's yeah, but he, he meant that honestly, though. Yeah, but, probably. But, but, but that's, without that, that's probably without knowing that he's talking to... A Welsh person with <laughs> no fucks given. <laughs> yeah. Zero. Um, like, Welsh people know where they come from. Yeah, it was the yeah. weirdest, uh, weirdest elevator journey I had. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we we got over it. And, uh, yeah, it was a good night after that. But, yeah, so, um, yeah, you're playing tonight. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah, I've totally forgot. Oh, that was uh, yeah. such a stressful journey here. I, I haven't thought about the show. Jeff, you could have made that more exciting then, boys. Oh, no. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yes, uh, we should we be really excited. Okay, so like the the reason I'm really excited is we've been trying to put dubstep nights on in the UK. We were running our own like um, live streams uh, in the UK, and we the tickets were free, and we were really trying to push dubstep back into London because there's just nothing. There's nothing here. There's no nights whatsoever. Uh, there's one, and it it's like very irregular like once every six months um so we thought all right let's try and put on a regular night it's gonna be live streamed so we have all the audience all online like we knew we'd get big numbers on the internet what like 120 people would turn up something like that somewhere between like 100 and 200 people but this and it was free it's free yeah, it you didn't have free. to pay we like a random ass weeknight and it, and it went late but you know. it's also a random ass weeknight tonight it is yeah, so like the yeah. fact that this sold out in like 48 hours or something I think 24 yeah so it's a really good sign for things to come not only for the band but just for like bass music coming back to and I know it's a small ass venue but the, there was like four releases of tickets and like I thought the the website glitched because it went up I think I don't know where the hour was but like five or ten minutes past the hour the first thing it sold out and I was like what yeah, like are you serious no like no way I mean it might have only been 50 tickets but I was like there's not 50 people that would snap up a ticket that quick in London no fucking way not anymore not when we were doing free nights so it's know. exciting for us to like start our touring cycle kind of like start building again basically back mm. in the UK because we've we've been touring consistently for 10 years but the uk kind of had to become an afterthought just because 
well, we don't want to play empty shows, basically. No, you can't. No, you can't sell yourself short. I think we would in certain territories, just just because of the fifty or sixty fans that wanted to see us. But if if you do that in the territory you're from, I'm pretty sure that that has a knock-on effect. Can domino in a bad way, you know. Um, And saying that, you've seen before that across those ten years, you've seen yourselves now travel country to country, night after night. Mm -hmm. Is it just weird to see how far that's come over a decade, and that you can wake up one morning? go and do a set somewhere and then literally have to get on the plane and do another country that's what I'm about to do now for the next four or five days and it's yeah it's just constant on the move it's a weird one because when we were like a band set up and there was four of us we do that, but not as often, right? It was more yeah, like it was more like in like winter in pockets, you know. We'd do it like a band would do it: yeah. jump on a bus and then stay be out like, for cool. three weeks, yeah, and, and then go home for a couple of weeks, and then go out and do it again for a week, and then come back. And but now, because we're doing like combination of the DJ stuff, probably DJ stuff a lot more, because we're yeah. going to be doing the live stuff later in the year more. But it's kind of jump on a plane oh what time's your set oh it's three in the morning what time's your flight 10 a.m like uh-huh. and then just again and again and again and again yes yeah, you do start just kipping on planes yeah you don't really get that as a band it's like you only get that as a dj but there's now, too many as a band and crew and all the equipment it's too but hard djs to fly, don't get to do the tour bus thing so it's funny when we go and speak yeah, to all of our true. dj mates in the in in america and they're all massive you know they've got like they're sat on big ass bank accounts few, yeah. a few a few nice cars in the drive but they're just like i just want to do a bus tour man yeah. but they can't they don't they don't they don't they don't have the things necessary for like they've got a usb they've got a tour manager babysitter they've yeah. got preloaded production and, L- and L- led walls they don't need a, no. a, a, a a bus and and, and trailer and crew, crew and and yeah. catering stuff you know they don't need to hemorrhage sixty thousand dollars every time they play a show they just literally fly in fly out and they're like yeah i might take my girlfriend and and, and make all of the money <laughs> stay for a couple of days if it's a nice place yeah and go shopping and yeah. Well, yeah yeah you'll find that they have a far better life yeah well, <laughs> we're saying that and being able to have a kind of band experience and try get into the rock world early on as well mm-hmm. do you think you've been appreciated to a, a lot more of those kind of things and it's open doors for you in other aspects yeah it's kind of weird isn't it we're, we're seen as a as like neither of the other like the band world sees us as a band and the electric guys see us i don't i don't know i i I've, i'm this is one question that i will never be it's able confusing, to answer because a lot of our friends will say oh you guys will but like you know those that's an age-old thing of like do we suck dude or it's like is everyone just being nice you know because your friends are never going to tell you that they don't want to play with you because you're heavier or your sound is better do you know what i mean yeah. but as a band this act has only been on what two support tours uh yeah and it's always been a problem anytime right? we supported anyone but you'll always hear that oh you guys killed it yeah no so why can't we get a support tour yeah. well because right? no one wants to play before us so like uh, or, or after us for that matter like we're it's not like a band where you, you've got to mic up all of your instruments. Everything's DI'd in. Everything is like compressed in a way inside a computer that means that effectively the audio that's coming out is like mastered loud mm-hmm. audio. It's so like we're very way louder, to compete way with. heavier, way yeah, just like it's a wall of sound that, yeah. that a band and, can't and, really and get. And I think I think a lot of headline acts don't want to start seeing their crowd dip off to your support acts merch stand because they're killing it it's just mm-hmm. like support the show don't steal the you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. and like not like it's like oh yeah that's what we do though isn't it we're not going to go out there and do an acoustic no, set exactly so no and yeah. that's why mode step live is not it's not really it's not really the most like go-to thing like the dj thing is right now but when the live sets in full motion i feel like 
it doesn't really matter like we, we, we've shown up and we've walked on stage our intro music started with about 40 kids by the end of that intro music there's there's about three four thousand mm-hmm. and it'll keep growing until you know what i mean and you're just yeah. like yep this is this is like it's a shutdown it's brand though, it? it's designed it's a brand it's, it's i feel like yeah it's become a, a bit of a brand now for a lot of festivals so i just gotta keep keep it bigger and better every time we hit it again you know nice what's um what's the plans for moving forward now for the next couple of months well we joined like this label called disciple who um Mm -hmm. who basically have some of the biggest djs um and producers in in america and they're they're fucking awesome we've been parts of like little cliques before like you know part of the i won't even mention the name like part of a management company over here that uh had every rock band so part of a little family there and then joined another electronic label that uh also kind of like have it have its own acts but this 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 uh label that we're with now is so cool in it like we go on holiday with everyone they all live in the same area that's the reason we moved to america is to be near these guys yeah it's like the fucking brady bunch it's it's, sick, it's it? way all the girlfriends hang out together yeah yeah, yeah. it's stories and seeing you all together and i'm gonna laugh it's a little bit mad it's really I'll be cool. so they're kind of setting us up to um to really push the live thing to the electronic audience, which hasn't been done since we kind of started this thing, really. The live thing's been like, okay, go do the rock festivals, go do like all of the support acts with rock bands and all that shit. And it's never really been pushed to like the uh, the dance world. And yeah, it's true. I think I think that because Disciple, uh, they're, 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 they're a bunch of kids from like Bristol and like um, oh, Rob, cool. Rob, who is Dodge and Fusky and Just Say Yes. He he lived in Wales growing up. So mm-hmm. like in, in Clenethley. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, my Ooh, pronunciation. Yeah. No, no, no. No, it was good. It was good. <laughs> well, <laughs> Lanelli. Right, well, fuck it. Lanelli. Uh, Lanelli. Oh, shit. I've been caught by the head glue. You know. <laughs> But no, um, for for real, he he um, he he grew up on like a mixture of shit. So did our manager Rossi, and and his DJ name is Myro. But like he grew up like listening to you guys, listening to like Poor bastard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And well, I feel like every one of our mates was either uh, some sort of emo, punker, emo, hardcore kid, played or metaler, drums or played guitar. Everyone's a drummer. Yeah, literally everyone. Every in producer, their fucking yeah. mums is banging skins around here. Yeah. Like it's mad. Like Rossi, Dan, D. All right. So my housemates are both drummers, and I'm uh, obviously a drummer. So it's like I get I get to like never piss people off when I play. Yeah. Pretty much every major DJ that I know has like been behind the kit at some point. Yeah. Seems like drumming. Funkcase, Borgor, you, Flux. like Flux. Yeah. yeah. Just whole bunch. Whole yeah, bunch. Uh, too many to mention. Like I'm sure Skrillex probably plays some drums as well. Oh, he plays an instrument. That's for fucking yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Damn right. Um, but yeah, so like moving forward for us, it's just about getting this live show over to America. At the moment, we're DJing a lot over there to just to kind of like establish our name again over there. Because when we first started was 10 years ago, we did a 52 date sold out tour in the States. But now all those people are too old to go to those raves anymore. So the it's kids working, now, yeah. like when we first released our tunes, the kids who are coming to our shows now would have been like 11, 12. So like they come up to us and they're like, oh my god, I used to listen to you when I was a ten. I'm like, yeah, you're making me feel old. You can't. Like. <laughs> yeah, the, the term now that I hear a lot. Um, OG. Show, yeah, OGs. OGs. And I say like, OGs. Oh, sorry, I'm born in 1990. Like, yeah, you're, you're still don't worry about young, that. Like OGs. Yeah, but like these kids are super young. Like yeah. they're they're 2001 born. You're like, 
Surely nobody was born. Nobody was born after 1998. No, but that was the limit. That was a cutoff. But but then, when you have to do a sum to figure out if they're like able to be at the venue or not, and you're like, you're like, fuck, I'm old. Like, yeah, yeah. We did, um, yeah, we did one of these uh, podcasts with the band As It Is, and they were like, oh yeah, yeah, you did Warped Tour, didn't you? Ten years ago, and he was uh, one of them was like, I was like. 12 and I was like oh yeah, my see, god another, another I feel moment. sick mm-hmm. I feel like an old man who's dying <laughs> she is that's us just trying to like now make ourselves known to all these these little young ones who uh they're grown up with this another generation this a whole another generation of basically kind of Skrillex influenced music I guess yeah it's like it's like um you know uh, bands like Attila and yeah. uh, I don't know, like all these kind of unreadable, kind of warped Tory, kind of hot topic T-shirt yeah. bands. Well, they uh, name looks like a spider. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, it's and like an egg against like the wall. Stuff that like you just wouldn't want to listen to ever. I feel like those kind of kids grew out of that kind of jogging on the spot hardcore, and now that they're into the DJ thing because it is, it is just as heavy. Yeah, it's more heavy. It's, 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 and, and like, you know, they're going to go to a venue, like, you know, the Aragon Ballroom, and they're going to get blasted with like 200,000 watts of bass. When you go into Warp Tour, you're going to get feedback. Yeah. You're going to get, you know, these, these like whiny singers chatting shit. And like, DJs don't really mince words. They yeah. just sort of like go boop and just have it. Yeah. Then you've got like visual, you were like locked in from that moment. Well, in. we went to uh, uh, go and see this guy called Excision, who was also like OG, started back yep. in the day. It was that sick and Excision. And mm-hmm. um, he's like taking this a whole nother level. It's, it's unbelievable. We, we went to his headline show two weeks ago it was 20,000 people Ooh. and he did that every stop of the tour mm-hmm. for 60 days and and if there was like an 8,000 venue then he'd double or triple head it yeah dude like wow you're talking about uh, these the, these guys that can do an entire like what a band would achieve with 60 people these guys are doing with like maybe like you know, let's be real. His festivals have way more production, but to, like the touring. Oh, still shows, though, the touring probably is only about like twelve. Yeah, like, yeah I'd say between ten and fifteen people, probably yeah. like close knit team, and it's like you're able to put that on with just your little bad boy cabinet of individuals. No, n- there's no fat basically. Do you know what I mean? These guys yeah. are like businessmen, musicians, the whole kind of like all encompassing mogul that you need to be to to survive in in. But on the flip know. side, there's also like a real underground movement going on with the whole rhythm thing. Yeah, like bringing back the original dubstep sound but with american twist very much so. and that is the more and like grunger and that's also getting big now i just think the whole thing's like yeah growing exponentially now uh-huh. the states can't get enough of bass music hmm. and speaking of going forward of course i know you guys have had a lot of problems in the past trying to get new music out but you've this year released a new ep mm-hmm. and echoes yeah mm-hmm. so it's just been great to have a proper release out now oh, so good so this year i've released more music than i have in the last five years i think wow Four or five years yep. yeah 14 tunes i something think yeah like. there's there's definitely i think there's 14 ready or there's another no, i've already released about 10 or 12 yeah, 11, tunes yeah, this year already like that, yeah. which is like so nice so cool the fact that we're with the, the disciple gang as well it's like they readily put tunes out. Like. They're all so good. And they're all so quick. Like, you can... Uh, the first tune that we did with Valentin, we went to his house, obviously, like, got a swimming pool, went and sat oh, by nothing. the pool with his laptop, no speakers, nothing. By the end of the day, had a I tune. I mean, not even by but the like, end of the day. No, like, five hours of work, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'd yeah, say it was four or five One hours. of my questions was, was is the quickest you've had a turnaround of a 
Ah. Right dinner. Right well, you song. made a song in on Echoes Fallout. Yeah. I did it in 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, I work really well under pressure. Like a lot of these producers, they constantly make music, but like I don't like throwing stuff away. So when I when I go to write a record, I give myself like a week window and a purpose. Yeah, and I'm like, right, this is what I'm going to write. This is how many tracks it's going to be, and I pretty much sit at a computer and don't sleep. But you always write this. You always write to a concept. Yeah. From from what I see. Yeah. Well, I've started doing that more. Actually, no. I guess I've always done that. Yeah, yeah I think I you always have. There's always been some sort of like. I know it sounds like that, but this is what it means. Yeah. And and I'm always like, no way, like. Which is, I don't know, that's just like, I guess if you're the type of person to just kind of say anything and be like, yeah, I'll put that out, then you can just, Which a lot you know, of dubstep is, it's meme culture. Exactly. So, so you can find keep a funny meme, like mm-hmm. take the audio from it, put yeah. it before a drop and then... And bootleg it, right? And yeah. then that's like keeping up with SoundCloud crisis and everyone releasing every five minutes. But mm-hmm. like, if you actually take your time and work on music and quality of it... Um, There's more le- longevity. Yeah, and like having six tunes ready to come out on an EP one month doesn't necessarily mean that in two months that music's going to be any more or less relevant. Doesn't actually mean yeah. that you're not going to want to change it. Mm-hmm. So why rush it out and get it out to a point where you go, fuck, I should have. That being said, got the next one ready. So no, I know, <laughs> but, but it's, I, I know when I know when the deadline is. So yeah. it's not it's not for a while. And I know that you'll revisit those project files and you'll 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 add and and, and remove shit as you see fit. But it's yeah. like no n- no one needs to rush music. Because because if you're putting shit music out or music that's not your best, then yeah. you're hurting your, your brand. Like you yeah. might as well just do it anonymously. But I feel like this is definitely the best music we've done like in a mm-hmm. really long time. It's you're on fire, man. Well. Like, like going to America for you and being around, like the talent, the young talent is just. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder. I wondered how. To, I wondered how to say that young talent because they're like on the right side of twenty-five still. Yeah, yeah. and they are like so much more talented than like remember being like in a band room yeah. and writing with the boys and be like oh fuck like a uh, pre-chorus go on for a bit too long and like that these guys just don't a, they, they don't think about these things yeah. they just they like they know it. it's so regiment it's so stuck in their head like 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 the cheats in GTA yeah, yeah. they play yeah they play it like computer you know, games it's actually yeah, yeah. become like, like that now. so when we were with Panda Rise and he lived with us for a while he was telling me how he gets like he can play a computer game and he gets like endorphins from playing it he gets the same thing from producing music mm-hmm. so like they they actually competitively make music that's kind of a way and to you know what it, right? i blame for all of that movement go on guitar hero probably yeah stuff like that guitar guitar hero but also like dance ej rave ej like the, the game of it, format though, of like, like it's, it, it made it made it made kids of not our generation but maybe the one below see that music or production is virtually gaming yeah because if yeah. you go into it without thinking, I need to make money from this, and you go in thinking, I'll just beat the end of level boss. Yeah. You might end up just being the next 15-year-old bad boy bass producer, because yeah. there's a few of them in the scene already. It's also funny, because it's, it's like the amount of knowledge that probably like the best mix engineer and mastering engineer you would be able to find who's like in his 50s, he would be completely... He wouldn't have any idea what these kids are doing now. No, clue. they are so far ahead, sonically not, and uh, scientifically. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'd say that the technology is is totally different to what the old boys were using as well. Because yeah. yeah, they wouldn't know what Ableton is. Like mm. everyone slightly old. No, just I remember. But for example, on. you did your sample pack. So Pat, Pat was doing like a drum sample pack. So he's doing like yeah. recording drums mm-hmm. for electronic music, and he's doing it with one of the biggest artists on Disciple, Virtual Riot. And this kid has never 
mic'd up a kit before he's never recorded a kit oh he did it in college but like i think more as like preliminary recording not not so much like never properly done it this is the first time he's ever done it and he got the best sound i've ever heard but how quick was that (laughs) no 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 i mean like minutes i worked with producers many different like and josh and we spent out days like a day a day or so worked with some of the best guys like tom del getty Getty, uh, colin richardson carl bound like you'd always make that tunnel for your kick drum you know that would elongate like 18 feet and instead of doing any of that, he just takes the audio signal, signal and just goes, well, I know exactly what plugins to use on this. I know exactly how to manipulate the sound and he, just he, makes it sound like if you never if heard. You, if you are bored at any point and like, no, just no, look no, into no. this kit. No, no, no. This is no, I mean, like at any point at home like, and you want to maybe look into virtual right. He's so entertaining, oh, right. man. Like just, just we'll what he can do in the box is like he just made that. He literally just made that. Like yeah. the other day they did a... a did you make a synth sound out of a... Scrape off a symbol or something like that. Yes, that, that yeah, is yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, he actually made a tune straight after that, which, like, I mean, I say made a tune. He made a skeleton, and then like, I, I went out for a smoke with him. We were walk, walked about and recorded some more like outdoor foley. He came in and like ten minutes after I like packed up, he was like playing out like two minutes of, and I mean a slapper. Yeah, no, I've seen I've seen him I mean, um, in a dressing room before he's about to go on stage. He's got like fifty minutes left. And he's like, well, just make a ch- make a song, and he'll go out and play it. Yeah, he'll play it without hearing it, without even hearing. It. I've seen he him make a song without wow. hearing any of it. So he'll know from the wavetable what it looks and sounds like, and yeah. he'll know how. Like he'll be doing the actions like he's been playing out for four years. Yep, that's really. It's, it's yeah, it's it's it's. But he's also he's an anomaly because he's someone who was jazz trained oh, as yeah, a kid. He, yeah. uh, he was like uh, taught in a church how to play organ um, and how to like. Because organs are kind of like old synthesizers. They've got like all the different harmonics. So he came from like this weird trained background and then got obsessed with being a scientist. Like his big EP was called German Engineering. Mm-hmm. He's a German guy. And it, that, it just sums up his music. It's just like perfect in Pre- every precise, way. Yeah. So precise, yeah. But this is the level of like of talent you're getting over in in, in, in it's great man like more 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 and more teenagers keep coming through and raising the bar and then making it harder for dudes like josh to go oh such a pain oh next ep then have to keep up like yeah before we released echoes i had to spend like a week with these guys looking over their shoulder just like oh shit okay that's what you're doing all right okay that's what you're doing and then i have to apply it to like my music you know everyone's i mean people do that to you everyone's got their own flavors in production or songwriting for that matter or like lyrics it's like like playing guitar you'll never play it the same as exactly that man there's a lot of people that play the same beat or the same riff but you know it won't sound the same Mm-hmm. And that's just fact. But with, with all that, do you feel not that you have to rush music out, but especially like for rock bands, they'll go on a cycle where they get an album out and they've got eighteen months, and then they have six months off or wherever mm-hmm. until the next one comes out. Yeah. Do you feel in this seeing at this time, you kind of now Echoes is out, you already you've got to look at the next thing to put out as soon as you can in a way where you can still give echoes enough kind of attention yeah but like i feel like even rock music's got to that point now i don't think it's anything to do with genres i think it's still the attention span of people yeah no one's got cycles anymore no yeah. I feel like the cycle thing's kind of big bands are doing less than one year per album yeah big well bands. this is we've had this discussion with a couple of uh people who've, well, like i said do the first edm people mm-hmm. and yeah we're all like thinking about 
drop drip feeding just singles yeah. until you've got like 12 at the end of the year and then yeah. you've got that's Bieber, your Bieber, album Bieber did it a few years ago yeah. it didn't it didn't it didn't kind of hurt and a lot of people have done it since mm-hmm. yeah. but the album format I hate to say it it's kind of dying it's, it's oh, a sad it's thing it's, yeah it just seems to be about bringing out songs for playlists playlists is playlists. everything now mm-hmm. it's mad isn't it? and now people aren't buying records so that's another whole weird thing it's like I, this is going to sound like a, a weird thing, but there's a specific label that we will release on because we know that they're really good on Spotify. So I'll make music that is slightly geared towards their demographic and the kind of playlists that they uh, that they have direct access to. And we use them just to like get Spotify plays up. And that's that's not a thing that you should really have to do as a yeah. musician, like really I mean, at all. Well, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not saying. No, but it is a thing you have to do. No, it is. It is a thing that you kind of have to do. If it is fitted to that particular label, and it does work. But you would have never done that back in the day. No, no, no. Back in the day, it wouldn't have been like. That is is the new thinking. But nor would people separate their band into nine different companies, and and it's harder for bands these days. You know, whether it's tax or whether it's streaming numbers or the fact that you know, with Brexit, small bands just can't leave the country. Soon, like there's so many hurdles if you want to get your music to travel yeah and, and then you've also got cunts like us showing up with a fucking USB stick in <laughs> the limelight and uh, doing it for absolute fractions of the cost and fraction of the hassle as well yeah, we've what's your rider our, CDJs we've right, paid got them. Jews man like yeah. this is the thing like if we were 17 right now you didn't have a leg to stand on. I'd feel like a, I'd feel like you know this would be a different conversation. Well, that's why a lot of them young ones are now starting doing live shows. Exactly. Yeah. Because they realise they realise that you know um, it's a bit boring just going up there and DJing. And longevity is a thing mm-hmm. because unless you're going to be the next Tiesto, you might just get forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like unless you're going to be a household DJ name. How many are there? How many can you name? More than ten? Because I can't. <laughs> And I'm I'm in yeah. that scene, like yeah. you know the headliners, the Hardwell, you know Axwell and Grosso, like all these guys. Like there's not that many. No, nah, they're all there's businesses. Just not though, that they? many, though. Yeah. You know, and how what are the chances that you're going to be one of them one day? Hmm. Well, it's hard, it's far more likely that you can just keep sustaining with with music that's for a target audience. You know, I always say this thing, like, do you want to be a big fish in a small pond? Or a small pond in a big fit. Uh, uh, the other way around. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, what you were saying was incorrect. Well, you guys all know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, f- I, I feel like, I feel like being the first one is probably more beneficial for us at this stage in the game, anyway. Um, well, we like you say we've played our dues, paid our dues, and it's like our name is. It's already attached to a certain thing, so like yeah. And at this point, it's still great that there's half of the world that think that you know we're still expected to play like download and and these bills like that, you know. Like, and I feel like we sh- kind of should. We we, we might. Yeah. We've, uh, we we, we want to build might. towards that. There, again. there might be an album yeah, that that's, I, that sounds I like. I still think you could. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. like you said, like you said earlier, with the Americans, kind of like the new metal kids are kind of getting into it now over there. Big time. I think that's. That's just going to follow over you. Yeah, I think so. And also, without again naming names, like so many people, not just kids, but big ass EDM acts that are starting to do a live show just like ours. Yeah. So you know, yeah. cough, cough, like yeah. the fuck <laughs> off our coattails, man. Are you serious? But then you look at like Reading's lineup now, and that's not really like a rock festival anymore, yeah. is it? It's a bit of everything now. Isn't yeah. It? It's cross. Well, yeah, it's just such a crossover of kind of couple of old school rock bands and the rock bands left and then just like the popular mm-hmm. from all different other genres I mean yeah, just trying to sell tickets yeah. they've yeah. got to get the high packs but there aren't enough bands either there's not it. enough bands emerging 
Um, and I don't know why it is. I feel it might. I think Reading and Leeds Festival in the longevity might become more that way now. Yeah, and then you'll, just, you'll have you. Oh, definitely has to. It definitely mm-hmm. has to. Yeah, you, I think you you always have the occasional like rock band mm-hmm. there, but um, yeah, I think it's definitely going to go that way. I've seen that from going there for the last couple of years. If the heaviest rock band that you have at your festival is in 1975, then you got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 happening now. Yeah, it's know. mad, isn't it? It's oh, just not. It seems like metal seems to be will just stick to download and Redding's just trying to sell tickets by pop acts. But you remember Sonosphere and Heavy and yeah. See, you remember these these other ones like Heavy Fest was another one. Like yeah, I think they 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 just stopped it one year. No, you have to go to like weird niche things like Arc Tangent if you want to hear like that kind of music. Or or you got to go over to. Brutal Assault in Czech Republic or Yeah, Germany like you got a fucking Even <laughs> That's Rock and Ring though, Even Rock and Ring yeah. Starting to put pop acts on I was like, They kind of always have in it, in it But but now to more of a degree Because Yeah, when Germany has less metalheads You know metal's getting smaller <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> true Like I can't be. believe until Vac in open air yeah. You know, 2025 is, 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 is located inside one marquee Yeah In a Tesco's car park I wonder how many like Old American bands are like Oh my god, Germany's slowing down with metal We've <laughs> literally not got to live in anymore because yeah. the amount of the amount of obscure metal bands that do and ska bands that do well in Germany is mm. fucking criminal. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't know. Like yeah, Zebra and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah like loads of them. Massive, just, uh, yeah, mate. if you're in any old ska great band, great band though. Great I reckon both of them super, uh, are probably huge over there. Yeah, like they it, no, they are. Yeah, <laughs> basically every band that was on Kerrang when you came home from school is still big in yeah. Germany. Like <laughs> still, still mad, mad big in Germany. It's a mad country, I Germany, them but. For uh, it. I love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, they know how to yeah. put on a show of the crowds. Man. Yeah. Well, speaking of the uh, metal world, of course, Pat, you know that really, really well from your previous times in uh, Rise to Remain mm-hmm. and Funeral for a Friend. Yeah. Um, can you just talk to us a little bit about your time there and obviously the, the journey from Funeral to Motep? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the, 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 it was kind of somewhat streamlined. Um, the management was the same. Um I met the boys uh, tricked into it though, weren't you? A little bit. No, it was. Bit. It was a little bit. I don't know. The way in which it happened was a bit unclear, and like the whole timeline of everything was confusing. But like, I really got on well with Claire, who managed you yep. and uh, yourself and Josh, and his brother and the other members of Modestep at the time. And she hit me up, and, and, and was, she was kind of vague. She kind of just wanted to dip in and see what, like, my vibe was with Funeral. And I was like, well, that's very fucking weird. Like, but, I mean, I'm in a band and doing yeah. shows and I'm touring pretty much constantly. Yup. And that was, that was that. And she was like, well, how would you feel about maybe, you know, like, helping out on the record for these guys? So I was like, oh, Session. Yeah, jokes. I mean, I'd love What was to. your first show? Uh, O2 Arena with Prodigy. But no one, no one really said... <laughs> No one, no one said no one no one no one warned like oh it's deep end coming up like people just sort of said well like hang out with the boys and and then it, it was quite close to, to the time I remember like we went for a, a pretty much a slapdash rehearsal yeah. or two barely rehearsed for that show yeah yeah and we did like two runs through but mm-hmm. like full band I think we had one hour where we were all there in the room and then it was like I was before I knew it dude I was packing my drums down and like I was out of that studio and I was like I don't feel any more or less confident for this biggest hometown show ever than I did and I was like I may as well not have rehearsed I remember going to the show where I just met his brother his kid brother was there and I was like really looking forward to meeting Sam he was the only one of the trilogy I hadn't met yet and he gave me a joint (laughs) that 
Not I wasn't ready. Oh, yeah. Like I, I must have been so. You know when you're just doing so much for a project. Like you've been so like my head was in this project. I was so ready for you know 150 songs in in a di- in in this live set in 60 minutes or 40 minutes. Oh, that's or, another problem. We're not talking like oh here's the set list at seven tunes. No, nah, there was hundred. It can was, be hundreds. I you think know. in that set it was a 45 minute set. So you would have had to learn at least 45 songs. Yeah. Jesus I mean, I mean, Christ. it felt it felt like each of them were edits and that mm-hmm. some of them were songs I'd never heard. Before and, and they're not nor- normal structures of songs because we just chop and move things around like that a build up was into very, another very, thing. Very weird as well. And yeah, we tried to cram as much as we could in because we we're supporting the prodigy. I was like, yeah. let's and, just and hype it for New Year's because it was, oh, it was it New was, Year's show. Yeah, it was right. just before 2014 dropped. Yep. And then we did some small shows after that, didn't we? We went to Japan, <laughs> did oh, some yeah, Sonic. No, we did Summer <laughs> nice. Sonic right after. Electrox. Electrox, yeah. Which was in the same vein. But yeah, no, no, it was all cool. And then Funeral, the Hours Tour, um, the anniversary for Hours Tour was going on at the same time. Um, I was like, I'd literally leave one airport. I think I remember at one point I went from Gatwick with Funeral to like Terminal 3 Heathrow with the boys and we went off to Finland or... I think I met Kyle and we went to Hungary or something and, mm-hmm. and that was one of my last like runs with Funeral but it, there was a crossover there was a few good few months and it was both acts and um, like it's not like I had a girlfriend or a life or anything I was just like wow I'll just you know I, I kind of liked it to be honest it was keeping me on my toes but um, yeah no um, I, I remember going full time because I, the boys were getting some real tour plans coming up and I was like oh, I can't do like any of that so yeah. I just I just can't like th- these boys are going full throttle with London Road Tour so I'm, I'm on that and Josh had already asked me to be in the band um, him and his brother like had a meeting in, in, in uh, some point in Japan and by the end of that I think we all just fucked to be honest with you I think yeah, everyone was, drink- everyone was yeah. drinking red wine out of mugs 6am in yeah, a Japanese at, at the intercontinental <laughs> like you know what I mean where, yeah. you, where they're just they're so like what are you lot doing like, yeah one of us was crawling on the floor which you don't do in with Japan with a skateboard yeah on a skateboard like yeah yeah, yeah arseholes yeah. Yeah, yeah Brits abroad man it's yeah. terrible but like you slowly learn that Japan's not one of those places that you can do that did it did you break it to the funeral boys that you were gonna go or was well, that it was it was like a clear um because i love those boys so much yep. i didn't ever wanna i didn't ever wanna get to a point where i was had to like leave you know i, I in an ideal world i would have still done sh- their last shows i would yep. you know what i mean but it's just not how it works you know i wanted them to have n- no worries about a drummer or anyone making those fulfillments or if they got a last minute show and i was somewhere they wouldn't have to not take it or whatever like that but i remember saying to them like <clears throat> You know, I I can do both. You know, I can I can stretch out your rear and like, and they were like, oh no, you, we we knew you were gonna do this, and I was like, what do you mean? They were like, oh, the second you said you were gonna go and do the album, we all had a talk and we had a feeling that like, you know, those boys are like a small, you know, it's up your strata, it's like it's what you need to do. So they were like really supportive from from the get go, probably because they thought I was a twat, <laughs> but um, but no, they were they were really like happy for me. Um, it seemed anyway I'm still really like tight with all those guys still speak still cool. like yeah I think as far as like a band I, I'm probably speaking out of place here but like as far as a band goes like we're probably more similar age and into the same things more so than maybe yeah yeah, then, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, but, but, but I always felt like and it's gonna go back to the Welsh thing and I'm just such a massive fan of Welsh people and the, and the camaraderie that they have because you grow up in a place playing music with your buddies or your buddies, my bad. <laughs> and 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 you either you either drinking cider and doing drugs, or you're getting better at tunes and like performing them. 
and like or skating or something like that you know yeah. what i mean so it's like you go vocational drugs in 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 the valleys and all those guys were so like about it and about that like they were like chris on guitar man do you know what i mean when you just watch that cunt play you're just like oh i've what i spent you are many hours just watching his fingers yeah me like, too last post you look like a me too fingers dude i know man he literally had tentacles i used to say it to him all the time different notes, yeah he had like, small hands as well yeah. and you'd just be like oh well all of a sudden he's on the very bottom string on the end and he never and, and he never played like he never bent out of tune or like off the fretboard and never made his guitar sound bad yeah. he was like allergic to making that thing sound bad <laughs> like couldn't do it uh, i fucking remember you wrote cheer up chris in slam dunk on the on the whiteboard we were sharing a dressing room with with blackout and um well, that started before, I think, before you joined, right? We did a tour. And yeah, in German, in, in, in mainland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember hearing about that as well. And um, <laughs> we were all, like, at some funeral for a friend, we were sharing a bus, and Chris had been quite miserable for a few days, right? So <laughs> no, not Chris. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, this story gets better. So Bob comes downstairs. We're all, in the morning, I was just sitting here in the lounge, and all of a sudden, um, Bob comes downstairs, and he goes, uh, looks around everyone, and he goes, Boys, cheer up, Chris. Like, straight yeah. away. Chris is furious for the rest of the day, right? It's yeah, that rest. would make him leave and go to the bus. Yeah. So, that night, that was his birthday, mind, right? Oh, oh no. no. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. Oh, Chris. So, we're on our way back to Calais now to come over to Dover. And just before, there's one, there's one services what, before. You played the France show? Yeah. No, 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 we didn't play the French yeah, show. Yeah, know everyone cancelled French shows. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, no, they cancelled that, yeah, yeah, It was going to be on a boat <laughs> and it got cancelled. Anyway, so we were going from Calais to Dover, right? Uh, just before we got to Calais, there's one services, which is like two hours from Calais, or an hour and a half from Calais. We literally stopped at those services. We all went in, all got back on the bus, drove off. We were an hour oh, and a half. Oh, you spotted Chris. We were an hour and a half, Oh, I, right? I heard this. On his birthday. We left Chris. We left him at services in France, dude. On his birthday. <laughs> it took us an hour and a half until we realised he wasn't there. Oh, right? that is and so then we oh, all realised he wasn't so there. And then we all realised he went. <laughs> he wasn't there, right? So we had to go back, right? So we had to turn the bus around at Calais. Because you couldn't get any further. Like, there was no roundabout. You had to turn around to Calais and come back. <gasps> Came back for Chris. Everybody on the bus went to bed, right? So Chris, so they wouldn't have to see Chris and how furious no. Chris was. You're like standard. You would never want to see. I'd oh, be furious. Mate, oh, dude, he's like brilliant. King Cage, man. Oh, I tell you what, my liege. I would never fucking, I'd never want to see the day that Gordon turned that bus around and had to go back for him. Because, mate, you'd have seen f- steam. We were right like, in, yeah. But you know, there's not enough hand sanitizer in in all of W <laughs> in all of W H Smiths in England for him to like be all right with yeah. being. Yeah, no, that's yeah, horrible, um, man. Poor yeah, Chris. so that became our thing and like the cheer up Chris thing. So yeah, we did like Hub Festival and we put it on. <laughs> we had like blinds like that, right? So they were open. So we were playing there on a Saturday, funeral redlining on the Sunday. So we had taken the blinds and we were like, they're not gonna want them open because people can see in. So what we'll do is. <laughs> We pulled them down, so they're all down, right? So it was like a, you know, a wall you can't see through. Wrote, cheer up, Chris, in permanent marker. Then put the blinds back up oh, so you don't see it. Sick. So we were like, when Chris so comes good. in now, or the he's tour got- manager or whatever, and right back with Chris behind him, she goes. 
Cheer up, Chris. Yeah, because he walked into Hatfield and he was like, oh, cheer away, cheer up, Chris. And I was like, who the fuck? I was like, Chris, who wrote that? He's like, oh, probably fucking Blackout. <laughs> like, oh, there we go. Yeah, that makes sense. They went after. <laughs> Oh, we l- oh, Good it was brilliant. Was, man. And Stafford, yeah, Stafford was the oh, the he's TM the best event. man. Big he was up. brilliant. Chris said to him, um, "Can you pass me the milk, please?" And Stafford went, "The fuck am I? You slave! You go and get it, you lazy bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, Stafford and Chris, do it. and then Bob went, "Stafford, can you pass me the milk?" He was like, "Oh yeah, again, no, Bob." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stafford and Chris have that thing, man. He used to love winding him up. Oh, so funny. Oh, fucking hell, man. What's Stafford doing now? Um, Is he still doing sound? I don't know. Last I heard, he was just living in Exeter and he'd stopped touring. Oh, that's right, yeah. I don't know if he's still... I remember he went to... I mean, I had a pint with him in Zero Degrees in, in Cardiff, like, maybe five years ago. That's the last time I seen him. He's brilliant, good Stafford. Good egg, though. Proper good egg. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so what can people... Expect music wise this year. Um, How many songs are we looking at? Fucking hell. 200 um, million. Yeah, Ooh. hopefully. Um, I don't know. We've got another EP probably happening. What well, the deadline know. soon? In June. So actually, the deadline's the end of this month. I'm not going to be definitely not going to make it. Thirtieth right, um, of May, wasn't it? It's the end of this month, literally. But I think that's just like preliminary preliminary soft deadline and soft yeah. Yeah. yeah I've done like that. I don't know yeah so we've got another EP by the end coming. of summer there's probably going to be some offering of some sort offering like oh what like music of some or sort. something yeah some yeah. new music offer next thing yeah there'll probably be like a disciple release a monster cat release yeah maybe 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 potentially there's another tune that a lot of people are asking for like i'm not even gonna lie it's probably like would you say 40 percent of the messages about tunes is about the headex collab oh yeah that and one that as one well hasn't come yeah, out. And it's true. like i feel like that one's I, I keep out. seeing viral videos of people rinsing or well, headex rinsing or us rinsing it and it's like pages and pages and pages of yeah like, we started a tune last year with this jump up producer and it, got, it got finished in this room actually quite funny oh yeah um and uh yeah, just neither of us have got around to actually finishing it. But that will come out. Yeah, so basically what, what's coming up next is a whole fucking bunch more touring. We're going to be taking our live show around America um, towards the end of the year. Uh, and then we've got some more live shows around Europe, actually, uh, around like October. We've got two months summer around Europe. Um, and we, we're just solid touring. We just want to get back on the grind, uh, nice. making music as we go. This is the beauty now of like... Laptops have got good enough mm-hmm. so we can make music while we're on the road. Like when we first started this, you'd have to go into a studio and do it. But now this is more powerful than mm-hmm. any computer I've ever had. So yeah, just like touring, making music on the road, releasing it. And uh, yeah, hopefully our live show. I think there was some talks about a Brixton electric show Ooh, later on in the year. That one's on ice. That'd be cool. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that. Um, this Did we year do that before? We've done it once oh, before, yeah. yeah, we have. Um, and then, I don't know, we're doing like a bunch of festivals this year. We've got Tomorrowland for the first Tomorrowland. time. Oh, so excited oh, for that. Wow. You've so seen the production I've always that, wanted right? to go to Tomorrowland. Yeah. Bro, if you come down, man, if you can get to oh. Belgium, boy, you got you got yourself fucking... You got I'm here. I'm coming. Guesty. I'm coming. Definitely coming. Definitely have to bring Sean to, 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 to Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, yeah. And uh, what else we got? Pop and Pop. Yep, doing that one. Thing. That's happening. What else? There's a bunch. There's a whole bunch. Oh, we got Portland Rose Festival next month. 
Is that next month? Oh, in a month. Oh, let's now, not just specifically pull out dates because there are a lot of dates. But yeah, you're going to be doing the after party for Slam Dunk Festival as well. Oh yeah, we'll be in Hatfield. Yeah. I'm going to be in Ukraine the day before and then into lovely Hatfield afterwards. Nice. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be at Hatfield as well. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll have to have a drink and. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I wish I was going. I'm going back to work on stuff in the studio and get my sample back already, and then we're meeting up in a few weeks to work on the live show. When mm-hmm. can when can people expect the sample pack thing? Sample pack is, I'm so excited about it. I'm literally buzzing because as soon as like Josh flew out, like I did another day in the studio and then went and, like sorted out all my roars because I've done like a whole bunch of like. A lot of shit to sort through. Fucking lots. I think you must have recorded for like. No, no, I'm not even talking about three the hours of drumming. Oh, dude, we did so much more on the oh, last day. We did day. more. Fuck. We did so much more on the last day, and we got some real sick shit. So, but like uh, right after we we finished tracking before, because Val went for Game of Thrones, and like luckily we were done like two hours before um, six anyway. So he went and watched Game of Thrones, and like I went and did like a whole bunch of promo with D. That's real sick. Like we found like some real cool spots in downtown that look like real jizzy, and yeah, man. Just like just trying to make it look sick, trying to trying to trying to comp the best of the of of the audio and the visuals to make it like just slap people. And like a lot of drummers want to get excited when they see this man. So yeah, there's a distinct lack of like good drum samples in the electronic music world. So this is gonna feel yeah. Like I wanted to make like a drummer producer pack, but that also drummers could appreciate as well. Because let's face it, there's a lot of producers that make um, that make great drums and can process them and do everything. But like if there's a pack that actually has just kind of done it for you yeah i feel like they'd still Don't use it and process yeah. those and, and yeah i mean that's what i do so. yeah i think he's in good company a lot of, a lot of the top producers are stealing everything and like making it so that no one knows so hell yeah fuck that's it man cut corners if you're smart enough to to, to manipulate wav like you do your thing boo you you fucking deserve Mate, it. that's not cutting corners i know metal bands that have no, used but other metal bands a- drums on their oh, records yeah, yeah, yeah. their one yeah. shots have been recorded and then they've just but that's not out. the band that's the producer true or the engineer well, so that band wouldn't know well. that drummer wouldn't track and then know that like so and so really you wouldn't know if someone like oh no I would know because my sample went on another drummer but if I went and told that guy's band that hey man you know your kick drum ain't your kick drum it's actually mine and probably the one from while she sleeps like people will just be like no way like I, I wouldn't know that how the fuck are they gonna know what yeah. are they gonna go and A B it with their kick drum and the thing no they're still that's that's what was it's always been done it's but a now producer it's trick isn't it layering yeah. and, and, and thickening shit up and Oh, yeah. People need to sound heavy in the in the in in the mix. Hmm. Right then, uh, one last thing before you go. What's the longest you ever spent? Like we did the shortest. What's the, have you got a track oh, that yeah. you've never finished that you've? Yeah. So the you first s- song you, you still work on? No, it, it definitely came out. But like the first song we ever did, Sunlight, and it took me. I think it was three and a half months to mix it because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. It was like mm. I had a set of monitors in the studio, set of monitor uh, like car test, obviously, and I was literally just like tweaking things, taking it into the car, listening because I knew the car system really well. I made it like I built the, the sound system in the car, so I was like, I know every every little part of this sound system. But I, I was literally parked in the in the car park of the studio, and I was spent like three months just tweaking things and then going back and listening it, and it. I feel like it's still shit, but eventually I just hit this kind of like sweet spot where I was like, all right, I'm happy to let this go. Now I could, if you hand me my laptop, I can I have it done it by dropped, the end of this. this when it dropped, it was sick. Yeah. It was really sick at the time. I oh, see. I didn't feel like that. but Because you made it. Yeah, exactly. But like, I didn't know what I was doing. So it wasn't like, 
now if i was to make a heavy drop i'm like i know exactly how to approach it from a technical side that was literally i think there was over 200 channels of audio on the project and i just didn't know like it was just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what would stick yeah your projects look very clean these days oh yeah oh yeah yeah have you found that you you can just you know now when they're done rather than i I could get like i say like the fallout in fact the whole last ep i did in the best part of a week and like the last album took two and a half years about that uh, maybe 18 months something like that uh no maybe two years from yeah. actual writing to yeah. finished product yeah so it's um yeah it's just a different game fuck now. yeah it was yeah. two years yeah. that's solid man that's such a disgrace yeah and i've done as much in that oh yeah you've doubled your output yeah, yeah easy peas yeah so yeah it's it's a very different very different thing but yeah sunlight just took me fucking forever but it paid off that's my, what my career is now but then maybe that's what more people need to do in general is just spend more time on your music because no because i wasn't spending any time on the music it was just mixing in general the song was done like but there's a lot of people that should yeah. spend more time on their mix downs yeah maybe not you me know. anymore can't be asked <laughs> <laughs> He's level five respecter of a mix down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Cheers for this, boys. It's been fantastic. I've uh, I've really enjoyed it. Where can people find you online? Um, at Mode Step on everything. It, yeah. That is it. What it is. Is it on everything? Everything. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty. Is the mo- is the YouTube Mode Step? Mm-hmm. Oh, sick. Everything. <laughs> Fuck Mode me, step. man. Yeah. Oh, shit. They should have blue ticks on them. SoundCloud, and Instagram. Shit? Yeah, we're verifying. Oh wow. Say so. <laughs> Pat's a new information I got my own socials but Josh Josh runs everything Modestep so if you want to speak to Josh it's at Modestep if you want to speak to me it's at Pat Pat Lundy Drums or Pat Pat Modestep on Insta yeah. Nice, awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's been really great insight, guys. Thanks, Thanks man. Oh, it's been so good. I can't believe we did episode twenty-four. Big up. This show is sick, man. Yes. I listened to it a lot with my managers. Yeah, yeah. It was nice of him to get in touch, and uh, yeah, he was like, "Oh, listen to this. Uh, you should get more to step on." I was like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely." Are we like, "Are they in Cardiff?" He's like, "Nope." And I was like, "Ah." Oh. He's like, you're playing London. All right, Dan. Tidy, we'll oh, be there. Thanks for coming oh, down, oh, man. Oh, you guys are the you. best. Pleasure, yeah. And thank, thank you, Rossi, for sorting out. Yeah, yeah, big up, Ross. Top. Bad Top boy. Chap. Thank you very much. Rossi. Satman! Satman! <laughs> what a terrible end. What a more... Uh, oh, oh, oh Morgan Satman. killed it, boy. Uh, cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Thank nice you. Nice one, Lovely stuff. Yes, mode step right here on Satman Podcast. Whoa, who's that? <laughs> you fucking gone mad, but you've gone fully mental oh, today. Yeah. <laughs> you've gone fucking red with laughter as well. Um, yeah, that was more step. Thank you very much to Josh and Pat for being so accommodating. And um, yeah, we went up to the London to see him. We did. To interview him. And um, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and special thank you to uh, Josh's family who let us uh, gate crash their house, really. Yeah. To record the podcast. Oh yeah, I also had that interview. It was the first time I've ever stroked a hairless cat. Yeah, that was a bit weird. I, that was the first time for me as well. Yeah, it was very, very strange. Mm. Felt like um, I stroked them. Anyway. Yep, moving on. Um, weird cat. Oh yeah, when we were in London, we had a game of Spot the Famous Person. Because I was making a joke that everybody in London is famous. Yeah, and guess what guys? I won. Morgan spotted Matt Johnson. Um, Welsh uh, TV presenter. He does the postcode lottery. Yes, he does. He's on the postcode lottery advert, and he's normally on all those morning television programs like um, Jeremy Vine and 
Good Morning Britain. Good Morning Britain and stuff. Like yeah, that. he's and, on um, kind of. Yeah, he's got a podcast as well called The Naked Professors, which is all about mental health as well. So um, check that out. He's got a lovely voice. So cracking in the old lugs mm. in, the old, in the old years. And um, I'd like to get him on here sometime. Yeah, I'd like to get him on here. He's a lovely, lovely chap. Lovely and chap, yeah, I've yeah. known him for. I've known him before my musical career took off and his TV career took off. We yeah. were kind of like both small and in like he was a small journalist and uh, we were in a small band and then we kind of grew together and he's Aww. still growing when we died. Oh, bless. <laughs> Don't cry, Sean, it's fine. But again, thanks to Modestep for uh, inviting us down to London. Yep, thank you. And uh, yeah, letting us uh, get crashed um, Josh's family's house. Yep, and uh, thank you to the manager for sorting it out. Yes. Uh, that was very, very kind of him. So Also, Modestep will be uh, DJing the after party of Slam Dunk Hatfield nice. this year. Which one um, are we going to? The Mark? very same. Oh, I'll see you in the dance pit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm going mental. <laughs> well, we're both going mental. Yeah, carry um, on. yeah so we'll be, well, we, we will be in the dance pit. Yep. At Slam Dunk Hatfield. Um, tops off. Tops off party as well as loads of other festivals, including 2000 Trees, Download and Reading Festival. Yep. So if there's any acts at those festivals you'd like us to speak to, twitter.com forward slash sappeningpod, instagram.com forward slash sappeningpod, and let us know and tag them as well, and we can sort some things out, hopefully. Yes. Yes, we can. Uh, any more? Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast in any way. Oh, we did the Patreon thing earlier. Patreon.com for us up now. We don't need to give them all a jargon. I feel bad. Okay, but please, if you can, that would mean a lot. Thank you. You know, it does mean a lot. I'm not, it's not that I'm not grateful. Morgan, just, I feel bad for everybody. I'm listening to us say Patreon and struggle constantly. So, um, oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've got these fantastic people that we need to thank. Thank you very much to Emma Barber, Paul Hirschfield, Kylie Wheeler, Scarlett Charlton, Melissa O'Shea, Sam Ledgerwood, Becky Malioko, nailed it, John Price, Martina McManus, Emily Snow... Oh! Senegal's. Senegal's. Get an A, like. Lucy Diaz, Mark Platten... Luke Price, Kieran Lewis, Marcy Jacobson, Lydia Henderson, Kelly Cannon, Scott Jones, Mike Cunningham, Jenny Robinson, Tony Michael, Mitch Perry, the fiancé of Emily. So Ooh. thank you very much, Mitch, for getting engaged to her because her surname is an absolute pain for me to try and guess every week. So from now on, she's going to be known as Emily Perry. So in your face, Emily, formerly Senegal's, it's now Emily Perry. Cheers, Mitch, for becoming a Patreon, that'll teach her, and also the fabulous Glenn Rice. Cheers. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was a hell of a uh, pronunciation of uh, many of those names on your part. Thanks. And um, What do you think Becky's name is? She liter- literally is a girl on here called Becky. Her surname is spelled M-A-G-L-I-O-C-C-O, right? And she was like, I've signed up just to hear you I talk up my I name. I think you got it right. I think Becky Malioko. I think that's correct. I think Malioko. that's a silent G. Think, well, we'll find out. Oh, I bet I'm wrong. And I bet I'm going to have it rubbed in my face and someone's going to make memes of it. And but if you're listening and you have a really weird name, sign up to the Patreon, the good tiers, and uh, yeah, you can uh, we can try and butcher or pronounce your name correctly on the podcast. It's a good guessing in the game. Future. Especially if you definitely don't tell us. Yeah, it's a good laugh. Um, yeah, so thank you very much. It's yes. been episode 24. Uh, episode 25 next week, which is one quarter of the way to 100. Wow. Unbelievable.
um, I don't know, we've managed to keep the guests going for so long. Well, we've got a nice surprise next week as well for uh, the listeners. So What? What was that? Oh, we can't tell them now? No. All right. Ta-da! Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.